0: Hi, everybody. This is Dr. Sam Byrne, and I'd like to welcome you to another Eye Clarity podcast. We have some fascinating questions today. So I think I'm going to start with Lee, who is asking Have I ever discovered a holistic treatment for working with herpes simplex number one in the eye? Well, This is an interesting question because with um, herpes simplex number one, this is a virus that affects our eyes uh, like a cold sore that we might get in the lips or the mouth. And it usually affects our cornea. And the condition is called herpes simplex keratitis. This can be a very painful disease because... It can affect not only one, but both eyes in a way where we can actually feel pain in the cornea. Now, the cornea is the transparent window, at the front of the eye, and it contains a lot of nerve endings. Obviously, it requires uh, good coverage with tears. And so if we develop uh, herpes simplex 1 um, we feel like perhaps we have a gritty sandy feeling or an overflow of tears uh, we can also be sensitive to bright lights and also uh this can create either blurry vision or a swelling and the the classic way of of treating herpes simplex 1 is uh you know, either using uh, some type of uh, steroidal um, eye drop or ointment, uh, in some some cases antibiotics can be used. Uh, but generally, this is treating symptoms, and it doesn't really get to the root cause, which is about uh, boosting our immune system. So I'm going to talk about boosting the immune system and the lymph system in the eye and then I'm going to talk about it from a systemic perspective. But let's start with the eye. So if you do get herpes simplex number one, um, one of the things that you can do is you want to keep your eyes lubricated, and uh, there's a couple of ways to go about this. The first would be to use some over-the-counter homeopathic eye drops called similiacin. Uh, and, and in addition to using the homeopathic eye drops, I would use um, Eye Bright Tea, which is an herbal for, uh, an herbal tea. Um, the the classic name is called Euphrasia, and this is a tea that you can buy at the health food store or the herbal store. You can brew up the tea, let it cool, and use it as a compress. Uh, using a cool compress over the eyelids and uh, you know the eyes are closed, obviously would be um, a great way to reduce some of the pain and swelling and get rid of some of the congestion. Of course, using an herbal formula like this uh, with the uh, simillicin eye drops is really boosting the lymphatic system and also the um, uh, the um, lymph system, which uh, is what you want to do in terms of Keeping the circulation moving. I would probably add the MSM eye drops at the five percent level and consider doing the eye massage and the eye bath uh, at least four to six times a day. But when you're dealing with this condition, you know the underlying factors that create the the herpes simplex number one would be a compromised immune system which leads to a, you know inflammatory response, irritation. Uh, so you have to take a look at your stress level, your visual stress level, and uh, you know how much digital device use you're using. Um, are you using blue blocking glasses? Uh, these, these would be things that you should consider. Obviously, the 20-20-20 rule is in play every 20 minutes. Take a look out at 20 feet and do that 20 seconds. I would definitely do some of my eye exercises as a way to improve the eye circulation and eye lymph. But this is a long term process. You know, you may have to go on short term antibiotics or corticosteroids to get out of the danger zone if, if your symptoms are really strong. But you've got to start thinking about improving the immune system. And number one in that, in terms of a systemic nature is increasing your probiotics, eating a diet that is anti-inflammatory, mostly plant-based, um, and probably to include antioxidants into your diet, things like uh, vitamin A, vitamin C, vitamin E, um, quercetin and bilberry, these, these foods that contain You know, flavonoids and antioxidants are really important for eye health. I've talked about this many, many times. You know, the B vitamins are very good for uh, corneal health. And um, also included in that would be your trace minerals, specifically zinc and um, magnesium, chromium, selenium. Uh, These would be critically important. Uh, to To find out what your glutathione levels are like, and maybe add some glutathione uh, sublingual would be a, another uh, possibility. And then, you know, I would really uh, amp up your probiotics. I think that uh, the more you can reduce inflammation in the gut, that's definitely going to translate to better eye health. So you want to make sure you're getting enough probiotics. Um, we call it the colony family unit, uh, where you're getting enough probiotics to actually make a dent in you know, reducing inflammation and um, increasing dietary absorption, making sure you're getting enough fats and oils in your diet. Um, I think that's really important. Um, of course, the omega-3 fatty acids are critical. For reducing inflammation and just they're really great for overall eye lubrication and um, overall eye health and brain health. So there's definitely a lot of things that you can do. Um, one of my one of my favorite things. I don't talk about it very much. Has to do with um, the essential oils and essential oils have been shown to actually reduce cold sores and um, can boost the immune system. So my go-tos would be, and this would be on the soles of the feet so you can get it into the bloodstream, tea tree oil would be a great one because it's an antiviral, antiseptic, anti-inflammatory agent, and uh, certainly you can apply it directly to the skin. Um, Obviously, uh, things like um, sandalwood, is another essential oil that I love. It's, um, it's a cooling oil, so it's not going to irritate your skin. This could be used also as a secondary essential oil around um, the um, Actually, you could put it above the hairline, above the eyes, and at the cheek below the eyes. Sandalwood would be one that you could put directly on the skin. And then you could use eucalyptus. Uh, eucalyptus oil can either be, you can put a couple of drops in your hand and use it as an inhalation. Um, I would do that before bed. So that's really great in terms of oxygenating, hydrating. Eucalyptus has also been shown to have um, you know, antibacterial properties, um, antifungal, antiviral Uh, So the essential oils can be used as a support system, but this is a long-term project. And on the short term, you can do some of these natural remedies, but then overall, you've got to really take a look at changing your diet, reducing your stress, getting better sleep, uh, reducing your eye stress. Uh, because clearly your immune system is being compromised and you need to work with it both systemically, metabolically, and of course on your eyes. So thank you so much for the question. I really appreciate it. Question two is from Connie and she's asking about blue blocking glasses and ultraviolet blocking glasses. And do I have a favorite brand or company? So Connie, I actually don't. Um, I, uh, I believe that the private uh, opticians, uh, the optometrists or the ophthalmologists in their offices, uh, the lenses that they're uh, offering in terms of the blue blocking uh, filter is superior quality, superior optics when I compare it to the marketplace and getting uh, blue blocking glasses with frames. Uh, because. At the, um, the discount places, what I have found is that the frames uh, break easily and the uh, blue blocking filters are too dark. So when you get them, it's difficult to see things indoors and in dim light. In addition, um, because the color of the tint is so dark, um, it creates a discoloration of your world of the color getting into your eyes. And since light is a food, if you're wearing a lens that creates an imbalance of color getting into your eyes, this could actually create eye strain and eye fatigue. So what I have found is that I uh, have developed a blue blocking lens that has a very minimal tint on it. And it also has an anti-glare coating as well. But it it comes in a very high index, high optics lens. And what I uh, say to people is to pick out a frame you really like and take it to your optician and have them create um, a minimal or or a mild blue blocking filter uh, that will block the blue light, but also uh, allow you to see things indoors or in dim light. Also, the prescription that you're wearing is really important. So progressive lenses don't work very well because you have to look through a slit, a tiny part of the lens, and this puts a lot of undue stress on your eyes. If you're using a distance prescription for your computer, that also can create eye strain. Or if you're not wearing the proper reading prescription for your iPhone or or um, tablet. This also can cause undue eye stress and eye strain. So I would consider going to your local uh, optician and talking to them about blue blocking lenses where you can get a very light tint. Uh, In doing so, uh, you'll be able to have the benefits of the, the blocking of the blue light, but you won't have the discoloration or the dimness. That happens um, with a lot of the commercial glasses that you can buy online. Also, it's really important that you eat foods that contain the carotenoids, lutein and zeaxanthin. You know, these are the green leafy vegetables, the orange bell pepper, carrots, beets, uh, because these carotenoids, um, when you eat them, they actually protect the macula against the blue light and the ultraviolet light, and uh, they absorb the damaging light. You have to remember that blue light, uh, the frequencies of the, the blue light, the wavelengths are very chaotic. And so if you're looking through um, you know, any digital devices th- uh, that, that contain the blue light, um, that chaotic wavelength is going to enter your eyes, and over time it can create uh, eye damage. One last point, if you've had cataract surgery, uh, the lenses that they put in the eyes, they may have the ultraviolet blocking filter, but they don't have the uh, blue blocking filter in the plastic lens that they insert into the eye. So you want to make sure you're getting um, a blue blocking pair of glasses to protect your eyes against macular degeneration if you've had cataract surgery. So I hope that's helpful. Uh, good luck uh, in terms of finding a um, a good blue blocking lens. Uh, they are definitely out there, but you just have to shop around. This next question is from Susan, and she was lucky enough to listen to a podcast that I did with Ari Witten. Uh, Ari, Ari interviewed me uh, several months ago. He's a really good guy. His, his work is really amazing, Uh And I have the deepest respect for Ari and what he's doing. And during one of our conversations, according to Susan, uh, she was asking about some kind of a kit uh, that I'm using for eye health and exercises. Uh, She is a glaucoma suspect, and she's also asking about blue blocking lenses. Uh, So she wants to know what I have to offer. So with glaucoma, uh, this is basically a vascular disease in the eye, and it's very difficult to diagnose because you have to look at eye pressure, the health of the optic nerve, which includes the visual fields, and you have to follow these things over time. So just going once to your eye doctor or even twice to your eye doctor It takes um, a few visits to really nail down do you have glaucoma? You know, some of the things that mask as glaucoma are things like uh, poor dental care and heavy metal toxicity, um, oxidative stress uh, that accumulates in the eyes, um, even things like uh, head trauma and pharmaceutical drugs. As an example, Corticosteroids can actually mask as glaucoma and increase the eye pressure. Uh, and so you have to be careful about what pharmaceutical drugs you're using and how it may affect your eye pressure. Doesn't sound like that's an issue for you, but you're concerned about glaucoma and what can you do about it? Well, on my website, uh, there's a uh, a section called Eye Exercise Protocols. And this is probably what um, I was referring to in Ari's podcast. And what you can do is you can um, search for glaucoma, and I've put out several videos about what you can do to neutralize glaucoma And also, there's a 90 day eye clarity, eye exercise program specifically designed for glaucoma. Now, this comes out of many years of my working with patients in a process called vision therapy, which is a form of physical therapy for the eyes. And this particular eye clarity program, and by the way, Susan, it's free, um, would be something that I would highly recommend because it targets the eye lymph, the peripheral vision, eye relaxation, uh, dissolving eye stress, and improving eye, um, just overall eye circulation and visual function. And if you do this 90-day eye clarity program and you couple that with... Um, the MSMI drops and the glutathione. Uh, the making sure your your diet is really clean. Again, eating an anti-inflammatory diet. Um, it's really important with any kind of glauco- glaucoma suspicion that you protect your optic nerve. And one of the best ways to do that is making sure you're getting um, a good amount of omega-3 fatty acids, at least a thousand to fifteen hundred milligrams per day of um, omega-3 fatty acids. Uh, you know, the omega-6 fatty acids, you can have a little bit of those. But some of the omega-6 fatty acid foods can actually create inflammation, so you need to be careful about that. Uh, but overall, reducing inflammation in your diet, increasing probiotics, getting some good acupuncture and craniosacral therapy, um, you know, eating a really healthy diet, uh, living a healthy lifestyle, reducing high stress, uh, and doing these eye exercises. This is the ticket. This is what you need to do in order to neutralize and in some cases even completely uh, reduce the glaucoma pattern. So that's it in a nutshell. Uh, Check out my website for more details, but um, there's the prescription. So go to work. All right. Next question. This is from Robin and she has a son who's got 2.75 diopters of astigmatism. And Robin has heard me on the Green Smoothie Girls blog, uh, their, their website, and their podcast. And she um, she wants to know if astigmatism can be reversed. Well, astigmatism is one of my specialties, so let me break it down for you, Robin. Astigmatism means that the eye is shaped more like an egg instead of a a sphere or tennis ball. And any prescription that we have in the eye that's created in the eye is done so through how we use our eyes. It's also created based on the programming that our mind tells our eyes at a certain uh, place in time when perhaps we were under stress, we were confused, um, things were chaotic. So it'd be interesting to track with your son how old he was when he first got measured with his astigmatism. And I'd be willing to bet that there was some kind of disharmony going on externally and what he did was through some decision that he made unconsciously, mentally, that he began to distort and pull in his visual world. And this distortion created an asymmetry in the eye that then was validated by the eye doctor. And so basically you can say your own programming is validated by the eye doctor, who's just measuring what you're showing. Now, when you start wearing this astigmatism correction, what it actually does is that it embeds the astigmatism more deeply so the pattern doesn't get to be released. It actually goes more deeply into your eye and this is a key point into your body. Any prescription that you're wearing in the eye has an echo in your body, in your posture, movement, your emotional responses, even your biochemistry. So that, you know, when you have an astigmatism, astigmatism at another level in my, um, my world means a twist. Now this means a twist in the body. So it could be an asymmetry in the spine, in the hips, um, in the shoulders. One leg could be shorter than another. We don't really know, but it starts to show up structurally in the body and then it, it's expressed in the eye. This is why when I started to do craniosacral therapy on people and I would unwind the astigmatism in the eye it would go away. And I would also be working with the body as well. And then I would prescribe a lens that would either be a reduced astigmatism or give them no astigmatism. Now on my website, if you go to the Eye Exercise Protocol, there is a category under astigmatism. And I've done a couple of videos on astigmatism where I've elaborated in more detail what I'm talking about here. And there's also an eye clarity, eye exercise program that your son could do. Now, if he can find an eye doctor and negotiate with him or her to say, look, can you give me a a reduced astigmatism correction? So he's at 275, maybe could he get a minus two or minus 150? Another technique, which is a little more radical, is to get a pair of glasses made up with no astigmatism in it and to start wearing it in non-demanding and non-threatening situations. And what'll happen over time, coupling it with the eye exercises, uh, is that the astigmatism will start to unwind and it will go away. I would also recommend that he get some really good body work. Uh, again, I love craniosacral therapy because of the subtlety of it, but it also can help unwind the body from the astigmatism that he may be holding in a part of his body. Uh, and when you start unwinding it in the body, it starts to release in the eye. And that's where you can then uh, start cutting back on the astigmatism in the prescription. But the last thing I want to say is is that you can definitely reverse dissolve the refractive error in the eyeball by doing the physical eye therapy, eating a really healthy plant-based diet, doing some detoxification, um, making sure you're getting rid of oxidative stress and reducing inflammation, reducing stress um, in the eyes itself. Uh, especially if you're using digital devices. So there's a lot of territory that you can access in terms of improving your um, eyes and vision. And this this is a great question and go for it. You can definitely improve the condition. This next question is from Rose and she has been diagnosed with open angle glaucoma. Uh, This Actually, she's had this condition for a long time, and she now is developing a cataract which is affecting her vision, and she's afraid to have the cataract removed because she has only one good eye. The other eye has been diagnosed with a lazy eye. So what suggestions do I have? All right, Rose, what I would say is take the next three months and really focus on your eye health. And here's the prescription I would recommend for you. Number one, I would definitely get into my eye clarity, eye exercise program. And I actually would do it for the lazy eye. Uh, Because my experience has been is that when a person has been diagnosed with a lazy eye, The eye tends to atrophy and shut down, even though there's parts of the eye and the vision that are still usable. They're still uh, ready to use, except that because you've been told you have a lazy eye, you basically give up. So the Lazy Eye Eye Clarity Program will allow you to strengthen the lazy eye in conjunction with the good eye. And you're going to find that the lazy eye, and I don't even like that term because it may be an eye that sees in a different dimensional state. It may be an eye that's more intuitive. It may be an eye that perceptually uh, sees more creatively. But you've been given a bum label around it, so you basically just give up and it's not your fault. So if you do the eye clarity program for the next three months and you strengthen the lazy eye... And, and you start really paying attention to your diet around the cataract situation. So that would mean doing the MSM eye drops and the homeopathic cineraria eye drops religiously three times a day. And then eat a diet that's really clean, anti-inflammatory, plant-based, getting lots of leafy green vegetables, uh, the berry family, uh, good fats and oils, get off of gluten, dairy and sugar. You know, sugar is one of the main culprits for cataract formation. So, you know, you got to get off those things, reducing inflammation in your gut, Um reducing oxidative stress in your eye is the key in reversing cataracts. So my advice would be, you can have it all. You can improve the lazy eye, you can dissolve the cataract, and it probably will help reduce some of the symptoms that you have in open-angle glaucoma. Remember, in open-angle glaucoma, the key is protecting your optic nerve health, making sure you're getting at least 1,000 to 1,500 milligrams a day of omega-3 fatty acids, and all those wonderful um, flavonoids and Other antioxidants, things like quercetin and bilberry, uh, your vitamin A, beta carotene, vitamin C, vitamin E, uh, your trace minerals, these are critically important for eye health. And if you've got these situations going on, your eyes are telling you they're starved. They're not getting enough nutrients. So this would be a, a prescription protocol strategy and over the next three months, just put off the cataract surgery and see how much benefit you can get from going. And she's talking about something called corneal polishing. And she's referring to a procedure that her ophthalmologist wants to do on her cornea because she's been diagnosed with MAP dot finger pr- fingerprint Dystrophy. She wants to know if I ever recommend this procedure. She's afraid of of doing it. Right now, she's using the MSM eye drops, which has helped reduce the appearance of the floaters and helped reduce um, her eye strain. She's also taking eye vitamins. Occasionally, she'll do vitamin A ointment, but it makes the white part of the cornea very mushy. Where she has a pinguecula, and sometimes she will use muro one twenty eight ointment at night. Should I add the homeopathic eye drops that I recommend help all right, Susan. Thank you so much for the question. So in my opinion, I don't think you should do the corneal polishing or scraping um, just just for our listeners. What Susan is referring to is a procedure called superficial keratectomy. And this is a procedure that is done to remove some of the diseased cells on the surface of the cornea, and it's usually done using a blade or a brush. And then another other instrument is brought in to help polish the surface of the cornea uh the the risk factor in this particular procedure is such where you definitely could get some uh, scar tissue, more distorted vision, more irritation, more pain, more redness. so it's not a procedure that I like. Um, you know, the cornea, as we know, is the clear window of the eye, and when you have a corneal dystrophy, there's an imbalance in the hydration capability in the layers of the cornea. And so this particular uh, issue is affecting what we call our collagen health. And I speak a lot about collagen and that when our collagen is drying out and the eyeball is a place where we do have a lot of collagen. We also have it in our joints, our skin and hair. Um, So it's it's a really important part of connective tissue in our body. One of the things that I take a look at is what are ways that we can improve our collagen health? One of the simple ways is to increase uh, our mineral intake. One of the best ways to do that is through bone broth, and bone broth uh, is now getting a lot of attention in terms of how it's improving our our collagen health and reversing different conditions that are creating pain and inflammation in the joints, our skin, our hair, and even our eyes. Now, the fact that you got some benefits using the MSM eye drops uh, where your floaters reduce because this is another area where if your collagen health isn't, isn't really um, uh, excellent, this is where floaters begin to develop. Uh, so the other thing I would say is a pinguecula is a connective tissue uh, problem on the white part of the eye that can actually turn into what we call a pterygium where it actually grows over the cornea of the eye. So, in a pinguecula, that's another signal that your collagen health is, is below normal. So, I would do things to increase your collagen health: uh, hyaluronic acid, bone broth, you know, the MSM eye drops, perhaps MSM systemically, and MSM powder. Um, I would definitely up the, the use of MSM eye drops. I would do the eye massage. I would do the eye bath. Uh, yes, I would add the homeopathic eye drops in conjunction with the MSM eye, uh, eye drops. I think it's okay to use the Muro 128 ointment at night. That's totally cool. Um, and I would make sure you're getting enough of the B vitamins, either in your foods or in a supplement. I know you're doing my eye vitamins, which is really great, Um, and I put B vitamins in there because they're very important for corneal health. Uh, I also would consider, um, Susan, to do the 90-day eye clarity program. Um, I would definitely take a look at... um, I would probably do the one that's related to dry eye because that does uh, address... The uh, cornea, um, and that would be a really good program for you to do because the eye exercises help push the eye drops further into the cornea. They work in tandem, so you're you're proactively not only just doing the nutrients and the supplements, but you're doing the eye exercise program. You know, the more procedures you do on the eyes. Uh, the more um, vulnerable the eyes are to secondary conditions like cataracts, glaucoma, um, retinal detachments. And I don't mean to be fearful about it, but in this particular surgery, it would be one that I would at least put on hold for a while until you do these other things. So best of luck to you um, I really appreciate the question, and thank you so much for your participation. This next question is from Terry. She's writing about her husband, David, who has a condition where he doesn't have any cones in his fovea. and This, this is a genetic disorder. Uh, he was diagnosed uh, over 40 years ago. Um, at the Chicago Eye Infirmary, infirmary, and at the Chicago, and he's currently at the Chicago Lighthouse. Um, he sees slightly better with amber sunglasses, and um, he's also been diagnosed with cataracts. What can I do to offer some help? All right, Terry. Well, you know the fovea makes up less than one percent of the real estate of the retina. Now it is the part of our seeing where we we see details, our focal vision, and it's a very important part of our ability to objectify and identify. But my curiosity is is what is going on with your husband's other ninety nine percent of his retina and his peripheral vision? And in a lot of cases, the uh, the peripheral vision and the the part of the retina, that is not being utilized could definitely be stimulated. Now, there's a couple of ways that you could do this. Um, The physical eye therapy would be right up his alley just doing the eye exercises. And I think the eye clarity program that I would recommend would actually be for cataracts because he has been diagnosed with cataracts. And cataracts has to do with metabolic waste accumulating in the lens of the eye due to oxidative stress. And what's behind that is poor eye circulation. So the eye clarity program for cataracts doesn't need you don't need to have acute focal vision in order to do the program. What it works on is the eye lymph, the eye circulation, and it reduces eye stress. So if he could learn to move his eyes better, if he could m- learn to stretch his eyes, if he could learn to um, relax his eyes more, he might be able to access more of his vision. You know, one of my mentors, Dr. Albert A. Sutton, he's not alive anymore, he he used to say that a vision problem is more than in the eye and that there is a big difference between eyesight, which is seeing the eye chart at 20 feet, and vision, which is more than in the eyeball. Vision is how the eyes and the brain and the body work together. And, you know, when you go to a place like the lighthouse, what they do is they tend to evaluate the vision that you don't have. So they look at you from a deficit point of view. And I learned that I like to evaluate and work with people on the vision they do have remaining. And from that particular place, to take the vision that David has, your husband, And see if you could expand on that by working with the eye stimulation exercises. That would be the way to go. In addition, I would definitely increase his eye nutrients. So MSM eye drops, glutathione, uh, beta carotene, vitamin A, vitamin C, vitamin E, omega-3 fatty acids. Quercetin, bilberry, taurine, trace minerals. Is there a way you can improve his dietary absorption? Get him some acupuncture. Get into craniosacral therapy. These were things that would stimulate his energy flow, his meridians. And this would be the path that I would take in terms of reducing the cataracts and also taking the vision that he has and having it put to better use. My last point, Terry, vision is a learned and developed skill, and you can relearn to use it at any age. All right, this last question, uh, this gentleman has asked me to keep his name confidential. So he is inquiring about energetic forms of therapy to correct cataracts and a whiplash, he does have a concussion history. All right. So let's start with trauma. And I've worked with traumatic brain injury and different kinds of shock and trauma. And what I'm here to say is that our body is very clever at... um, isolating the part of our body that was traumatized. But in the isolation, it disconnects us from the rest of our body and it creates a starvation in the tissue. So when you have multiple concussions, you have a whiplash, the first thing that you want to do is go to a manual therapist who can do body therapy to help release the shock and trauma. It's basically a form of paralysis. And this paralysis will affect your vitality and you know, you're, you're not going to get better. You're basically going to isolate and put into a compartment your body parts <clears throat> as a way to try to manage the trauma. In addition, it takes a lot of energy to manage shock and trauma. And after a while, it just gets buried deeper and deeper and deeper into yourself. So I would seek out a really skilled osteopathic craniosacral therapist. I would look for somebody in the field of biodynamic craniosacral therapy and I would get some cranial work. I would also consider getting some acupuncture. These two modalities are fantastic ways to open up your energy. The third thing that I would recommend would be color therapy. Now, uh, there's a field called syntonic optometry, S-Y-N-T-O-N-I-C, of optometry, and they do something called phototherapy. And this particular group of optometrists work in the field of color therapy as a way to help heal eye trauma. Now if you contact me, um, I have developed my own method of working with color therapy. I used to be in their group, uh, but I left them a few years ago because I do find they were kind of in a box. And Although it's a cookbook approach, it's definitely a way to go. Um, Certainly I have evolved and developed color therapy way beyond what they're offering. But certainly either working with me or with them would be um, a good approach in terms of um, reducing some of the eye trauma. In addition, I have an eye clarity program on my website for traumatic brain injury injury, and that is a physical eye therapy that actually is necessary, coupling it with doing some energetic therapy like color therapy. Now, you ask about microcurrent therapy. I presently don't do it. I've researched it. Um, I've certainly tried it in my office. And I would say that the other things that I'm offering you are far more effective for your time and money than the microcurrent. Last but not least, your diet. It's really important that you give your cellular health an opportunity to get the energy it needs to make the changes you need to, anti-inflammatory diet, probiotics, um, lots of fats and oils, lots of antioxidants, stress reduction, exercise, good sleep. These are all support systems that will also help you release and heal the trauma that you've been under. You have to do it all. So. That's, uh, that's the prescription. Uh, keep in touch with me. And again, if you want some information about my color therapy, contact our office at appointments at drsambyrne.com and we'll, we'll help you there. So that's my show for today. Wow. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in and, and sending your questions. Uh, keep in
1: touch. And until next time, take good care. You are listening to a podcast with Dr. Sam Byrne. To learn more about his seminars and workshops, visit his website, www.drsambyrne.com. The Byrne Method is a trademark signature of Dr. Sam Byrne for his workshops, seminars, books, and DVDs. The information presented in this podcast is in no way intended as a substitute for receiving professional medical care. The design and purpose for this podcast is to provide information for educational purposes only. Dr. Byrne and his guests have no liability or responsibility to any person or entity for loss, damage, injury caused, or allegedly caused through the information, exercises, suggestions, explorations, or written responses presented in this podcast. Dr. Byrne is not a medical authority and his guests are not qualified to diagnose or treat any disease or health problem. This podcast is not a substitute for medical care. Dr. Byrne's information is only his personal opinion. If you have any health problem, please seek medical care for whatever condition you may have.